Hi, I'm Nikki. I want to inspire you to live authentically. My aim is to raise consciousness through interviewing people that are living truly to their nature and purpose. Galinda, you are an art of living teacher and a web developer. How do you merge the spiritual and this way of making money into your, your life? Do you know what? We have to live in this world. We live in this world. So to find a combination where you don't get too sucked into the material, but at the same time take care of yourself, take, appreciate and honor your inner values, and then you go out there and make money during the day, you know, it's what we have to do. Well, you do spend a lot of time as a teacher, um, and you don't make money out of that. So there's, there, there has to be still some balance. How do you find that balance? You know, it's, um, first of all, I think it is the practice which really gives me the ability to do what I do. Because I won't, I won't lie, we, I mean, I have more than one job for sure. Um, and both of them are kind of full-time. Sometimes people ask you, what is actually your, your full-time job out of the two? So it's all about finding that balance in life and finding also that we have the capacity to do what we need to do. Oh my gosh, capacity is a huge thing for me. Like, I don't know how you find capacity for all of it because being, being an art of living teacher is one thing, but the amount of energy that you put into everybody doing courses every month and supporting people. Tell us a bit more about Art of Living and what you actually do and what that entails. <laughs> yeah, you know, first of all, really, we are volunteers. So we do not get paid for it. We really do it just because it, you know, if I start at the beginning, when I got introduced to this, it really threw everything that I've known upside down and it all of a sudden showed me a whole different side to life. And the way that that unfolded and changed my life the fact that I'm teaching it now to people, it just comes naturally. It's like when you find something that really makes such an impact, you have no choice but to share that. So with that feeling immediately comes that sense of, it never feels like it's a burden or it's too much. So it, it is, in hours it is quite a lot. It's interesting at the moment because everything's happening online. So it's taken away that kind of travel factor. Everything happens from this couch, yeah? Um, but, there's monthly courses, there's follow-ups, but like you said, a very big part of it is keeping the community together and really being there for people. We, we really try to put out there that if people need something, if there's issues, if there's something that we can help with, we're here for them. And yeah. it's nice that, that that really carries the way that the community has developed and the way that people are coming together and also wanting to again then go and share this and make a difference in people's lives. So I would love to hear your story of why you decided that this was your life path and you had to do it because you really put all the time in and you take care of so many people. What gave you this passion to really do what you do? It's tricky. I think it, I would, my best answer always is that it just happened. It's like I never even thought I had the material to be a teacher. I was never one to go and stand up and do orals in school or anything like that. If you ever told me that I'm going to be teaching in front of, I don't know how many hundreds of people, I would have said, that's crazy, that's not me. Um, but again, the capacity and the talents that you need to do what there is a need to be done, it just comes to you. So it kind of, I think that is probably how it started off and it, 
that feeling also that comes from it when you see the transformation in people and you see the difference that what you're doing makes to people. It's not about whether I can do it or whether I enjoy doing it. It just it kind of comes from inside. Tell me the story of how you came into Art of Living. Um, this is a long time ago. Yeah, I'm talking 1998, 99, something like that. Um, I met what is now my husband and his sister at a nightclub. <laughs> this is how the story starts. Yeah, And we just became very good friends from the beginning. And I kind of always thought, you know, I had never met people that smiled that much in my whole life. And they were very quick to tell me, you know what, we did this breathing course. And this was 1998. Really, nobody knew anything about meditation or yoga. I didn't. I mean, my life pretty much revolved around parties. Um, so they said, no, you've got to do this thing. And it took me, I think, just a few months. And I ended up on that first course. And it really just, like I said, it showed me a side of things that I didn't even know really existed, a depth to life, you know, uh, a much more conscious way of living. And uh, I was 24, 24, 23, 24. So it then gradually became a part of my life. And I think the practice is the biggest thing about it. The practice immediately starts transforming you. And I do think that being able to do a practice every day really allows you to sink into your being and who you are and what you want to be doing every day. It just allows you that focus back to what do I need before you go into your busy day. But the art of living practice is very specific. So tell us a little bit more about that. So it is ba all based around the breath, really. So see, the breath is, is quite remarkable. It's like if you think about it, the only thing that makes a difference or differentiates us between being alive and not is the fact that this breath keeps going in and out all the time. So what it does to the body and the subtle body at that level is, 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 is remarkable. There's such an interconnection between our emotions, our thoughts, and the rhythms in our breath. So the Art of Living practice focuses around that. The Sudarshan Kriya is a rhythmical breath that literally just sets you back to the rhythm of nature. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I think we all need that. The rhythm of nature. I mean, I really, when I go walking, I can definitely, oh, my whole body goes, oh. And I guess the Sudarshan Kriya will do the same thing in not very long a time. So and you, you can do it from your home. That, that's it. <laughs> Every day. And what it, I find what happens is that because of this kind of pulse that unites you back with your true self in a way, anything that's not conducive to you, it just falls away. And often we hold on to stuff, whether that's out of habit or ego, that is actually not conducive to us, but we get that sense of identification with it. And all of that goes away. Like, it really doesn't matter who's right, who's wrong. I just want to live this life the best way I can, and I just want to be happy. That's it. And so how can a course really do that much for you? You just have to get into the practice. I mean, there's a lot, of, there's a lot more to the course than just the practice. There's um, a lot of knowledge that's shared, which is really ancient wisdom. I mean, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar is probably one of the most awe-inspiring people in the world. And the fact that he has got access to all this ancient, ancient knowledge, and he imparts it to us in a way that is so understandable and so relatable, 
that it just, you know, I mean, this, this knowledge is thousands of years old and we can apply it to this modern life that we're living. So that obviously makes a difference. But without the practice, all of that is just head knowledge. Yeah. You can read a lot of books on amazing things and you're amazed by what you're reading. But how do you implement it in your life? And through the Kriya, that implementation happens. Right, right. So it's the knowledge and the Kriya. And I know there's a specific yoga, the Sri Sri Yoga. You know, the yoga, yoga is actually, the breath goes, it goes together with the yoga. Um, what yoga you practice doesn't matter as much as that you need to practice yoga, not as a physical exercise, but as a way of life. And again, that's how it integrates with all the different levels. Um, by, by doing the postures, you remove the impurities from the system. And again, that is what is causing all the patterns and habits and all of that. So it's very integrated. I always say a little bit of stretching in the morning, some breath work, and deep meditation. And that's the combination that you kind of need to do on a daily basis. You actually have to meditate twice a day because that is how busy our lives are. And I notice that a lot myself because I sit in front of a computer screen 10 hours a day, sometimes only getting up to like maybe go to the bathroom or get some water. Um, so I also meditate in the evening for 20 minutes. It kind of switches off my work day and then lets me that drop all of really that. That is a really good idea because I do meditate every morning and it makes a big difference in my day. But actually to switch off at night is quite a big thing. Mm. I know a lot of people struggle to sleep. That is also, definitely. So that is another thing. I mean, this insomnia and sleeping problems is, again, just a sign that we have not, we can't switch off anymore. And I mean, cell phones, gadgets, computers, constantly being connected and talking to people on social media and on WhatsApp, it's just increased all of that tremendously over the last few years. We even see it in um, conditions like anxiety. Yeah. It's gone up a lot. Yeah. And uh, what I think the gadgets and that stuff is a reason for that. So again, we need something to empty out. And the, the breathing is the emptying out and the meditation. Because through the breathing, also meditation becomes easy. Because generally, yes. you want to sit down, oh, I want to meditate. But the thoughts are just going all over the place. I'm thinking about what I need to do today. Absolutely. All of us. How to problem solve things. Yeah. So and you the, do a, the Sudarshan Kriya yeah. and it just... Switches off. That's exactly it. So in the evenings, we, uh, the Kriya only do once, we only do once a day. But in the evening, I'll maybe do a few rounds of alternate nostril breathing or something like that. And again, take that meditation. We're now living with this beautiful meditation called Sahaj Samadhi. It's a mantra meditation. So you get initiated into your own personal mantra and just drops you into 20 minutes of silence. It's beautiful. Amazing to have your personal mantra that... Mm you can use so you can do the Sudarshan Kriya in the morning and then have your personal mantra for the evening I like that mm. but also I think a lot of people just um, they don't they don't have time to meditate even once a day <laughs> <laughs> let alone twice how do we even get into that once a day you know there's a saying and I don't actually know who said it um, but it says that everybody should meditate once a day but if you're too busy to meditate once a day, you must meditate twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. It's a habit, okay? Um, the practice, that, that home practice that you learn on the course to integrate into your life afterwards takes about 25, 35 minutes every day. To some people, it's like, whoa, how am I going to fit this in? But you need to know that the rest that you get from meditation is about five to six times 
So 20 minutes of meditation is equal to four hours of sleep. If you really dropped into the meditation. Proper meditation. Proper meditation. Not like yeah. contemplating or yeah. daydreaming or something. <laughs> or but problem really, solving. Yeah. <laughs> like me. Yeah. So, so, so therefore, that half an hour sleep that you have to sacrifice for it, it's nothing. And even, I mean, if I look in again, if I go back to the question you asked earlier about how do I do what I do, you know, that everything I do for and with Art of Living, my own job that takes at least eight hours a day, um, it's because of that. It's the meditation that, that, that you're saying for 20 minutes, I'm going to shut down. And after that, I'm even more dynamic than I would be otherwise. That's it. And it's proven. That sounds sometimes crazy to people, but you have to try it out. And if you try it out, you'll be sure that it works. Yeah, yeah. And when I do really drop into it after a Sudarshan Kriya mm. and a little bit of yoga where my body's mm. now feeling a little bit more relaxed and I've got a little bit of the angst out of the middle of my, my soul is like, and I do a bit of exercise and I'm starting to, to feel better. And then I do the, the, the breath work and I'm like, oh, okay. And then you meditate and it's just... You really, I, re I really have felt that refreshment That's afterwards. That's it. And when you open your eyes then, then you can go and do what you need to do. And this is the whole thing. I mean, we, we live in this world. we got to function in this world. Uh, we got to be our best. We put so much demands on ourselves. The kindest thing we can do is just a little bit of self-care. And then everything else is taken care of. And if you look after your inside, your external world will start reflecting that. Definitely. Definitely, I've, I've experienced that as well, where m my life is happier when I'm, when I'm doing my daily exercises and meditations and everything flows. People are nicer to me because I'm nicer to them. It's, it's exactly <laughs> that. It's like we're a mirror. You know, that's not just the thing people say. It's really true. And, and if, you, if there's agitation in you, if you're feeling grumpy, if you're feeling upset, then what's going to happen around you? Look, you can walk into a room and you can feel if people have been fighting. And it's the same way. We're all just actually like functioning at a level of vibration. So just look after yourself and you'll see everything else will adapt around that. And if, I mean, things are still going to go wrong. It's not like everything's just going to be perfect. I mean, this has been a really rough year for a lot of people, yeah. myself included. But your ability to handle it is very different when you take care of your own mental well-being first. Because if you're in a bad mood, if your energy is low, then if something happens that isn't the way you want it to be, you are, you're physically, mentally going to respond to it in a very different way, then it's worth like, okay, this isn't great, but now what am I going to do about it? Yeah, yeah. I love that you said to take care of your mental well-being because a lot of people go, that's all fine and well, and I do know that, but how? And so this is one very powerful way to do that. And it's also not like, okay, well, I did the Art of Living course and well, you know, it was nice at the time. But what you're also saying is it's actually in the practice. It's in the practice. Yeah. I mean, look, we have thousands of people come through courses over a year and a lot of them stick with it. You know, a lot of them, sometimes we don't ever see them again, but if you see them at Woolies, then they'll say, oh yeah, I do my career every day, you know? So you never know, and it obviously doing it even just the first time around fundamentally changes something. But if you want to keep, it's like going to the gym. You want to lose weight, you go to the gym. You can't just go to the gym twice and think, why am I not losing weight? You have to keep exercising. Yeah. And eat well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Isn't that? laughs>
Yeah, so there are layers to, to yeah. how you're looking after yourself. It's a lifestyle. It's not just a once-off pill that you swallow. You have to make space to take care of every aspect of your life. Yeah, physical, mental, emotional, social. This goes with it as well. We have a responsibility to this world. You know, we have to see what is my place here? What difference can I make? That also takes care of you in a way. Yeah. You really do have two full-time jobs. How do you manage your capacity? I think the first thing that comes in is that, to me, art of living isn't really a job. It's not even a choice that I have. It's just something that I was born to do. You know, it's, it is such a joy to, to sit in front of people and, and, and have a conversation. And, and in terms of capacity and energy, I want to say something else, but, the, but that it's the practice. Because it is the practice that gives you that power. I can't imagine if I didn't do my yoga, my meditation in the morning, and then had to do what I have to do. Yeah. I get good sleep, but I, I do my best to get seven hours sleep a night, and I've got good sleep. Yeah, um, if you get good sleep, seven hours is fine. That's good, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm not one, I, just, I know a lot of people personally that meditate, that can sleep really little, because it does take care of that. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I like good sleep. So, and, and I make sure that I have enough time to spend time with family, um, to go for walks in nature. My husband and I get enough time to, that we just spend quality time together. And of course, for us, doing art of living is spending quality time together. I think it's a mental attitude. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because there's no, there's no real answer. I think it is more a case of that I could be groaning and moaning because I have to work so hard because I can't charge more per hour for the work that I do or something like that. But what's the point? This is how it is. Yeah. And again, through the practice, that acceptance of that, it makes everything okay. Yeah. Your other work of, <laughs> of creating websites, um, that is very much sitting at the computer a lot. So how do you... How do you balance that with the body being in a chair all day? And I must say that I enjoy meditating more than exercising. Um, <laughs> so I make sure I do, I do about an hour of yoga every day. Wow. So I do my, say, 45 minutes of physical asanas, then the breath work, the kriya, and the meditation. I, I'd love to know a little bit more about art of living from your perspective. So I know it's it's been a calling for you. Um, tell me a bit more about Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, the teacher, and how um, he has influenced you in actually spending time to, to teach his, his knowledge. So besides the fact that obviously integrating the practice into my life has all of a sudden opened up some magic that somehow just led me towards becoming a teacher, um, there is also, you know, when you meet Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, it is the most awe-inspiring feeling, yeah? He's really someone who can show you, without saying much even, how you can live your fullest potential in this human body. He's the embodiment of that. He's the example of that. He, I mean, when we speak about capacity, he has endless capacity. He sleeps like a few hours a night. He travels the globe continuously meeting people through all walks of life, um, giving talks and seminars and 
Very inspiring. Wherever. Um, so there's, there's that immediate, there was that immediate connection. Yeah. It's almost like you're hearing it from someone where you know he knows. Yeah. If you want to find out something, you ask somebody who's got an experience in it. And with yeah. him, that comes through 100%. Yeah, you don't doubt it um, when you when you meet him. Not 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 the slightest bit. And he really, I mean, if you look at how he works, and his whole mission is really to make this world a better place, to put a smile back on people's faces, to make people realize that we're all connected, that we have to take care of each other, we have to take care of the world. I mean, how else to live your life? You know, and maybe yeah. this is what I meant earlier when I said that I found. All of a sudden, like, okay, this is what I'm here to do. Do you think it has something to do with him? Um, is it because I, I feel sometimes, um, myself included, people that have done the art of living, they're like, oh wow, he's so amazing. Um, is it him that spurs you on to do it, or is it um, a calling because you want to help people? I think he is the inspiration to it. Yeah, yeah. I think he just shows you the potential that we have, you know, and, and we kind of obviously look up to him, but he will tell you straight, there's no difference between you and me. So it kind of shows you that that unlimited potential that we have, the, the limits and the boundaries that we put on ourselves. I can do this, but I can't do this. I don't think, he's like, just go for it. And right. with, with that attitude, you really start experiencing real happiness in life. And you've had the opportunity many times to meet him personally, so you really have been in his presence and felt the difference of watching him on video between between Very that much. and I mean, being that's with a, him. That is a real blessing. Um, yeah. But but we and it we I mean whenever we go to to India, for example, we go once a year. This year will be the first year we will not go. So um, we, 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 we always make sure that we get some one-on-one -on -one time with him. And he's available for that, which is really incredible. That is amazing because he has millions of he followers. millions of people. I yeah. mean, you must see him now. He's got these tons of video screens in front of him. And he's just talking to people all over the place. And he actually looks so rested at the moment because this obviously hasn't been in and out of airplanes and time zones for so long. Yeah. And he's 65 years old, you know. So, yes, we, we're very blessed to have seen him. And even just moments, you don't need to have long conversations with him. Just a moment of his attention. It doesn't matter. Even if you go there and you have a question in your mind, you can be sure that he answers it. Or even that, if even you if don't ask it. Yeah, or <laughs> even if he doesn't answer it in words, it's taken care of. Oh. Yeah. Really? I yeah, mean, have you had experience of that? I was once on a silent retreat in Germany at the German ashram in the Black Forest. And... Um, I arrived on the train and just in time to go into silence. So I just arrived before the course started and we didn't get a ch I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but he was there in the evening sessions and stuff like that. And then there was some humanitarian crisis somewhere in the world and he was called and we knew that he had to leave that night, but we were still in silence. So I thought, man, I have these questions and I didn't get to ask because I'm in silence still. So we met him that evening and he walked through the row of people just to meet everybody. And I was just about to open my mouth because I thought, who cares about silence? I need to ask this question. And he just went like this and he said, yes, yes. And I hadn't even gone on the train to hit back and I got the answers. So um, it's just, he knows. Yeah. Yeah. So you know with him also that you're really taken care of. But his job, he really says it in that way, is also that, see, God in a way, 
whichever culture you come from, it's very intangible. So that's how people feel that if you have that level of respect for somebody, or you really believe in somebody, then you can relate to it much better. So asking him, hey man, this is really not happening, I need some help, is much easier than just asking it up into the air. And right. with him, you really know he's taken care of. They ask him once, you know, how do you, how do you know what's going on with each and every one of us? But yet, when you meet him, sometimes he can't find his comb, he can't find his phone. Um, but he knows, and he says, you know, it's like you have so many hairs on your head. And if one is being pulled, you don't know which one, but you can feel it. Yeah. So he's, he's connected, and we are connected at that same level. So he really feels, he's so connected to everybody and he cares so much that he actually he feels so if something's going, going off with someone that, that um, if he'll he be teaches. Mid, he'll be mid-conversation and he'll just be saying, phone this and this, something's going on. Wow. And he just, so yeah. then he can just go a little bit deeper into, yeah. Yeah. into the matrix of, of what's happening. We don't know what's happening knows. when he closes his eyes and he just sits there. You know, you think he's meditating, you might be all over the place, <laughs> taking yeah. care of all sorts of things. And yeah. you really do see that. You really do see how much he takes care of because he, he I mean, he was um, up for a Nobel Peace Prize at one stage as well. And he does a lot of peace negotiations these days. So he meets with um, uh, terrorist groups and uh, political parties and he does negotiations. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he also has many uh, courses that you can teach to people that are in prison, that kids that uh, can't afford the courses, um, and so so many things happen around this this entity that's called Art of Living. You know, he started out by he was very young, and he there was a school that was going down. They had like seventeen or twenty-seven children and there was no support and these kids had nowhere to go and all of that and he said I'm taking care of these kids and they said to him you're crazy you, you have nothing you don't even have food to give them you got no building and he says ah, I'm taking care of these kids and that's how it started he just took that responsibility and everything just started coming from all directions and now you can see it's 38 40 almost 40 years later and it's this massive organization all around the world um, really looking after every segment of society um, and it really goes down to saying that we need to make feel people feel that there is hope and that there is that sense of connection that sense of togetherness that has somehow gotten lost in, mo in modern life and he's really bringing the back so yeah like you're saying there's courses anything up from children to prisoners to um, we've just released a new course last year, the year before that, which is a, a trauma release course specifically for um, when they started them off in Syria. Um, so there's, there's really no limit. And, it seems uh, like he has And it's no so limit. easy to incorporate it into life. It doesn't conflict with any religion. It doesn't conflict with any tradition or culture. Right, it's that's what I wanted to ask you. Because he reaches so many people, it kind of feels a bit like a religion. But it's not. No, because we really have people from all cultures and traditions as part of it. I mean, he taught the courses himself at the Vatican many, many, many years ago. Um, with, there's a huge art of living presence in the Muslim countries. So there's no, um, it's breath and breath is universal. You know, we all have it. And it's really, it's, it's about 
Let's use the breath to get rid of the stuff that's not conducive to us. Just become free. Free the mind, free the body from illness, from everything really. So the, so the breath, um, using the breath, actually allows you to release physical toxins and emotional toxins. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're connected. Um, disease first starts in the mind. Right. And then it starts going into the body when it's actually really settled down and manifested quite severely. So if you can deal with it before it does that, um, that's really it. And look, I can tell you honestly, I don't get sick. Yeah. I mean, I used to be really, really asthmatic as a kid, even as a teenager or as a young adult still. Um, but through, I think after three years of practice of Sudarshan Kriya, I don't either ever need to use my asthma pump or anything like wow. that. I'm still allergic to cats. Yes. So if I get too up close and personal with a cat, I can feel it in my lungs. But other than that, it's really taken care of that. Um, it strengthens the immune system, I think, to such an extent that even through these last few months of whatever's been going on, I haven't even had a cold. I mean, we really hardly ever get sick. Yeah. Um, and, and that is just obviously physical symptoms. Um, and I mean, there's so much research on Sudarshan Kriya with regards to blood pressure and glucose levels. And they've done so many studies and stuff on it. Uh, to me, it's, I always say that's, the, that's a byproduct. Because yeah. the fact that it frees your mind that's and allows you to be able to be comfortable and happy in any situation. And really, it, it made me flexible not just through yoga, but flexible in a way that I can adapt to situations, that um, I don't get swayed when something isn't the way I don't, I, I don't want it to be, you know, those kind of things. And that's like a massive skill in life. Yeah, and that's the kind of society I would love to live in, where people are flexible emotionally and flexible mm -hmm. to be able to do what they would love to be doing mm -hmm. and get, in, get into a mode where they actually can do it, where they know that they can do it. And even if you have to do what you don't love doing, you can still do it <laughs> with a smile yes. on your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that makes all the difference if you can do that. You go, okay, well, I'm going to do this and I'm choosing to, to be okay about it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Thank you, Galinda. Thank you for, for all the work that you do and um, for giving out so freely all the knowledge that you have, uh, that you've learned from this beautiful man himself. Thank you. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not my knowledge. It's not his knowledge. It's the world's knowledge. And anything that brings us joy, that brings us happiness, we have to share it with other people. It's like, what's the point? You sit happy in your house and smile for how long? <laughs> and I guess once you are de-stressed from your daily practices, then you want to help others to be able to do that too. You actually have no choice but to. It's like, and that's again how I said, how I do not know how I ended up here and how I ended up doing what I do, but you have no choice. You have no choice but to share happiness. Oh, that's very beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the Nixie Pod podcast. Please do subscribe.